Brethren here and then uh, those who are watching uh, on the uh, live stream, London, everywhere, we say greetings to you. And I thank all of you who sent messages of encouragement last week. Yes. Hallelujah. Some from Eastbourne, some from other places, and many from our church here. We thank you. God bless you all. And I told Pastor that, well, so far as God gives us the grace, that's what I said, I've said in this church already, that so far as the word of truth is being preached here, the leadership are not after the youth, the children, and the women. And the word of truth is being preached. And we are not uh, using God's money frivolously. I will remain faithful in this church. I have said, oh, these are the three things that will let me consider. But so far as I'm concerned, I've been in the church for, I don't know how long now, over 31 years, because I know Greg, 31. <laughs> because I know my daughter, I use my daughter. <laughs> she was born here, the first one. Gloria was born here. All of them were born here anyway. But so far as I'm here, and having seen that, I will continue. So God should give us the grace, the Holy Spirit should teach us for us to share the word together. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, the central message was from James, the book of James, advising all the Christians. And as a matter of fact, he was advising the Saints from Jerusalem Church who have scattered all over and is applied to us as it was as it is applied to them. It's applied to us now. And uh, the central theme is that children of God who always face persecution, who, who face suffering, troubles. And he said, God will not wrong, uh, right all the wrongs in this world before he comes. That's what he says. So, we should hope in his coming. That is the We should hope in his coming because this world is not for us. You may live 70, 80, 90, 100 years maximum. You know, Sean Connery died at 90. I love you, Sean Connery. James Bond. The name is Bond, James Bond. <laughs> a very good age. But, you know, few people go over 100. You are gone. And it's all full of troubles. It's like a sweet and sour. There are sweet and troubled times. But he said, I am coming for you, a place where there will be no sour time. All sweetness. So that is where our hope lies. Our hope does not lie in this world. That's what James was telling them. And he said, for you to be able to hope for him, or it's coming, the return of Jesus Christ, you've got to endure some of the difficulties because you are part of this world. When it's raining here, it doesn't rain onto Christians alone. It rains onto everybody. So you, you suffer some as well. You are part of this world. You have some of the sufferings of this world as well. But hope in the coming of the Lord. That should be your focus. It doesn't mean that you should stop working. It doesn't mean that you should stop doing all the things that you have to do in this world. No, you carry on. But it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his word, righteousness, and everything else shall be added unto you. So he gave Three examples in the book of James. And I think we read from James chapter uh, 5, 7 to 12. And he said, learn from the farmer. Learn from the farmer. The farmer sows, he has no control of the weather. He has no, actually, he has no even control of the conditions of selling the things. Coronavirus can come. And nobody's buying your things. So you have no control of all the, the things. You only hope. That's what he was saying. But he, he, he has said the farmer endures and hope that good fruit will come out of it. And so he also said, learn from the uh, old, uh, uh, like Daniel and all those people, what do you call them? 
prophets. <laughs> Thank you. Learn from the prophets. They were witnessing. They were mentioning the names of God. They were leading the people. Yet they suffer persecution. Sometimes from their own people. Inside. They suffer persecution. But they endured. They endured. And now their names are spread all over the Bible for us to learn. And they are also waiting for the coming of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And then the third one is the learn from Job. Which most Christians know already. So today, it's got 42 chapters, so obviously we cannot read those chapters. So today, I'm going to go through few things in Job's, in the book of Job. And for the advantage of our youth who are learning nowadays, I'll read some few scriptures and explain it. As I explain it, it will talk about some of the things that James wants us to learn about. But I will come finally, yeah, to bring the lessons all together. So bear with me. Hallelujah. Amen. So chapter 1, we'll read only 1 to, th one to 3. So it said, There was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, and who feared God and shunned evil. See, the Bible is testifying to his, what you call, character. He was blameless and upright. This is who we call a child of God. And, and I, he had seven sons and three daughters were born to him. And also his possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 5,000 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household, so that the man was the greatest of all the people in the East. This man feared God. He was upright and righteous. And he was also rich. So that's why we say that we cannot say that Christian cannot be rich. Christian can be rich as well. It depends on where you put your trust or where, which comes first. Is it the richness or is God? And in the case of Job, what they were saying is that he was upright first. <laughs> you understand? So the uprightness, the, the, the righteousness comes first before the richness. Hallelujah. So he has sought God and all other things have been added unto him as well. <laughs> now, 4 or 5, we're not going to read, but I'll say it. What one thing he does is, or he did that time, he regularly prayed for his children every morning and sacrificed burnt offering to God in case any of the children had offended God. I think some of us have learned to do that. <laughs> when we are praying, even as, 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 for me, as, 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 as a man who is supposed to be a priest in the house, and I think many of you do it anyway, as parents, you pray for the household and you pray for your children especially. These days, they, they, uh, they, they have all the social media things that we don't know what is going on around. We pray for them. Hallelujah. And that's what Job was doing all the time. Then we can read 6, and, six to 12. Verse 6 to 12. He said, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, From where did you, do you come from? So Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to east, to, uh, from going to and fro on the earth, and from walking back and forth on all. <laughs> then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on earth? Blameless and upright, you see, even God, God is testifying. One who fears God and shuns evil. Have you considered him? So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does you fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and all around that, they, that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hand, and his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand, and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is yours, in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. No, so now when the sons of God 
I mean, that, 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 that sounds of God here means angels. They normally use it as angels, yeah? Angels present themselves before God. And then, all of a sudden, Satan also appeared. God, God said, you, your dominion is not here. So where have you come from? Who are you here? Do you know what, what, what he was there for? The Bible said he is accused of breading. He was going to accuse the brethren. All that was doing, that was doing. He goes up and down. You know, Satan cannot be everywhere. No. He cannot. He is not omnipresent. But he's not agent, agents. Demons and all those principalities, he got them. So they, they, they feed into him. So he was going to accuse brethren. I don't know whether you were going to accuse me <laughs> or who. <laughs> and the Lord said, so where are you coming? He said, I've been going up and down looking for whom I'm, I may devour. <laughs> then the Lord said, have you considered my servant Job? There is none like him. You see, the Lord himself is initiating this now. So this reveals some of the things that happen in the spiritual realm that we do not know. And Job said, uh, Satan said, does he fear you for nothing? Oh, it's because you are put to the shade around the family and you have blessed him. That's why he still uh, worship you. That's why he still has the faith in you. So it is the material things and the, and the protection that you have given him. That's why Job so uh, what God worship you. God said, is it so? All right, then. Then you can do whatever you want to Job. But there is a limit. You are talking about the possession. So it's only the possession. Take the possession. And see. So you see what happens in the spiritual realms. It's not all the time that something is happening to you that you have, done, you have seen. You know that. It's not always. I'll come to that anyway. So Job went and they planned. And verse 15 to 20, verse 15 to 20 uh, is the execution of the plan. But I, I will not read there, but I, 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 will, I will talk about, I'll put the bullet points here. So the plan was for all the possession to disappear. That was the plan, including his children. So the first one is neighboring, neighboring uh, enemies called Sabians. They came and took over the ozen and all the donkeys. He's got great ozen and donkey. They came and they took them away. So it's only the servant who was attending to them ran away and came and told Job. Why he was telling Job? He hasn't even finished. Another trouble. What was the trouble? He said, fire fell from above and burned the sheep. So the servant who was attending to the sheep also came. So second trouble. The fire fell from above and burned all the sheep. So the ozen, the donkeys are gone. The sheep, gone. And then why he hasn't finished, he was still speaking to Job. Another group called the Chaldeans, they came, they took their camels. Hi. <laughs> he hasn't even finished. Then the fourth one come, which is the serious of all. He said, why your children all together, ten of them were feasting in their older brother's house. There was a strong wind and the strong wind collapsed the building where they were feasting and killed all of them. My goodness. What can be, what can be difficult than this? What problem have you gone through that Job didn't go through? And kill all of them. When Job heard this, he said, this is too much. He tore his clothes. You know, during those days, when they tore their clothes, you know what they are doing. That's right. And then verse 20, 21, 22, I wanted to read that one. He said, Okay, I'll read from 20. And Job arose, 
tore his robe and shaved his head. And he fell to the ground and worshipped. See, even doing this, he's still worshipping. And fell to the ground and worshipped. And said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gives, and the Lord are taken away. Blessed is the name of the Lord. And it's a 22. In all this, Job did not sin, nor charge God with wrongdoing. Hallelujah. You can say this is a righteous man. True and true, brother. Here it appears Job accepted his faith. It appears that he knows that the Lord gave him and the Lord has taken away. So what? He who gives can, also, can give back. He did not curse God. He did not say anything against God. So the enemy probably hide and say, yes, what is he going to say? What is he going to say? Uh, is he going to curse God? Is he going to curse God in the face? He looks at that, look, look, look. Job didn't curse God. He said, the Lord gives, the Lord, <laughs> the Lord gives, and the Lord are taken away. So, Satan was shameful. So he's, ah, the plan didn't work. But see something. He does not leave you. He goes for a while and come back. Satan goes for a while and come back. He doesn't leave you. So he put in plan, plan B, plan 2. So plan 2, let's read verse 1 to 8, chapter 2. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present. And the Lord said to Satan, from where did you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, from walking to and fro and back and forward of the earth. Then the Lord said, have you considered my servant Job? There is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright, and shuns evil. And still he holds fast to his integrity, although you incited me against him to destroy him without cause. He said, the Lord said, even though you incited me, I gave you the chance. He's still holding fast his integrity. Satan said, okay. The, now he said, skin for skin. <laughs> yes, all that a man, all that a man has, he will give for his life. But stretch your, out your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, he is in your hand, but spare him. So what Satan was saying is, Okay, that was a possession, because he has life, so it can still hold on his integrity. But now let me touch his flesh. Let me touch his skin, his body, and see whether he won't curse you to your face. The Lord said, Carry on, but there is a limit. So the limit here is, I'm telling you, I think I read it last week. It said, you will not go into temptation above what you can bear. God will not allow that. Impossible. No. God will not allow you to go beyond what you can bear. God knew that Job could bear that. So he said, Satan, go ahead, but you can't kill him. So there's a limit. Satan said, yes, sir. So he went away and then planned the execution. So what he did is, boys, boys, inflicted Job with boys, big, big boys. Boys, that pain, all the body. So the body started... <laughs> Uh, deteriorating or uh, started getting uh, rotting. Maybe they will say cancer or whatever it is. <laughs> Painful one. Painful one so that Job has to scrape the body all the time with a broken piece of uh, uh, pottery. All the time. Sitting in the sun and, and then scratching the body. He couldn't do anything else. 
Now listen to verse 9. Chapter 2, verse 9. Then came his wife. I don't know where he came from, where she came from. She must have come from the market after gossiping. I don't know. She must have gone to the parents' house to tell, tell the parents what, what was happening. I don't know. It's not there. I'm, I'm putting it there. I'm dramatizing it. He must have gone to the friend's house. You know. Then he came. And he saw the man sitting in the uh, uh, sun scratching. And listen to verse 9, what he said. Then his wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity, curse God, and die? What she was saying to Job is, do you still trust this God, your God? Are you still as faithful as ever? Are you still keeping your faith after all this? Come on, curse God and then commit suicide and you know and then go somewhere. Maybe I can marry Mary or something like that, and then I get another children or something like that. Then Job answered verse 10 is, but he said to her, to the wife, You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God? And shall we not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. Say, God give us good things, we accept it. If wrong things or bad things come, we should accept it. And hold fast to our, our, our conviction, our faith. Job did not curse God. Then from verse 11 onwards, another group of people came to him. This time, his three friends. His three friends. And I'm, going to, I'm not going to read that. His three friends came to mourn and comfort him. But after some time, they began to discuss his calamities. First they came, they were comforting him, mourning with him. After some time, they began to gossip. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so it's not only women who gossip now, because men gossip. They began to discuss. And in that time, Job initially they didn't mind him. He denied. He didn't even, uh, what do you call, listen to what they were saying. But after saying it over and over, do you know that, 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 that's the problem? After hearing some bad things over and over, you begin to assimilate it. Yes. So Job started now giving years to what the friends were saying. And when he started giving years to what the friends were saying, he started to complain and began resentment, resenting God. Then later, the youngest of the friends, he called Elihu, then changed course and rather rebuked Job for resentment and charged him rather to look for lessons from the sufferings. So Job began to argue with God that he thought he was righteous and God was wrong. <laughs> he thought, I haven't done anything. This, this, I've done this. So he was righteous and God was wrong. Does this sound familiar? <laughs> God, uh, I don't have done this. I prayed, I did that. I, I tight. I do this, I do that, I do that. Why? Complain upon complaints. Then, chapter 38. God answered, I mean, throughout the whole thing, so, uh, because, uh, you know, we can't read all of them. For those who don't know the story properly, that's why I'm I, I taking my time to bring out the, highlight the important part, but you can read all of them. The 30, from, the 12 going, there was argument, counter argument with God and all this and all that and all that. And then 38, God answered Job. Actually, 37 and 30, God answered Job. 
And I'll read only the first part of 38. Only the first part of 38. God says, he said to Job, Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this who darkens counsel? By words without knowledge. Now prepare yourself like a man. <laughs> the Lord said, you prepare yourself like a man. Now I'm going to speak to you. Hmm. I will question you and you shall answer me. Then this is the question. Where <laughs> were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Where were you? <laughs> Tell me if you have understanding. What determines the measurement of the earth? <laughs> Surely. You know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> or who stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundation fasting? I mean, I mean you can read through it and on and on and on. And then came uh, then came another one. Another one that I wanted to look. 41. You know, 41. Chapter 41, I'll read a few one. The Lord asked Job, he said, Can you draw out a Leviathan with a hook? Or snare his tongue with a line which you lower? Can you put a reed through his nose or, or pierce his jaw with a hook? Will he make many supplications to you? <laughs> Will he speak softly to you? What Lord was saying that Leviathan was supposed to be like a, a, a sea monster, a big one, of course, and very, very huge that it was terrifying all the uh, fishermen and all the, those who go in the ship and the canoe and all those, terrifying them. He was so powerful. I mean, it was so powerful. And God said, can you draw out that Leviathan with a hook, just a hook like you draw the fish? Can you? Or can you snare his tongue with a line? And then number three said, if you do all this, will he make supplication to you? <laughs> will the Leviathan make supplication? <laughs> if you attempt to do that, if you touch him, touch the Leviathan, will he make supplication to you? Will he speak softly to you? He will terrify you. That's what God was saying. <laughs> So God was saying, mankind is helpless against Leviathan. If mankind cannot overpower it, how can you hope to overcome me, overcome me, God? That's what he was saying, Joe. That you think you are right, I am wrong. Then after that, it sunk into Joe's memory. Then 42, 1 to 5, is very important. Let's read that one. 42, which completing the chapter. He said, Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything. And no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You ask, Who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I've uttered what I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Listen, please let me speak. You said, I will question you, and you shall answer me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ears, but now my eyes sees you. Kolo, kolo, kolo. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. I have heard you, what my grandparents say, what is in the word of God, but now you are spoken. You have sent such sense into my ears. Now my eyes have seen you. Hallelujah. Then, after that, he repented. Came up. And you know what happened? Verse 10 and verse 12. Give us what happened. He said, verse 10, he said, And the Lord restored Job, Job's losses, when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job 
twice as much as he had before. So all the possessions, the animals and everything, God gave him twice as much as before. Then verse 12, he said, Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than the beginning, for he had 14 sheep and all those things. And then the children, 10 came back again. 10 children came back again. I don't know whether with the same wife. <laughs> I don't know whether it's the same wife, but I believe so. 10 of the children came back again. That's where we got the first one, Jemima. The second one, Kezia. Those children, the daughters, three daughters and seven sons. That's where we, go, we get those beautiful names. The Lord blessed Job with 10 children again. The Lord restored all the cattle and twofold. Hallelujah. So now, what is the lessons? I think we got a story. So what is the lesson that we should learn? First of all, First of all, the first lesson is the story explains why godly people may sometimes go through sufferings. Why godly people may sometimes go, I said may, sometimes, not all the time, may sometimes go through sufferings, problems. God initiated the suffering of Job. Because he trusted him. God may be trusting you. God knows you. So even when Satan. But you see, every time Satan is going to try a child of God. I say try, not tempt. There's a difference. Try, because sometimes the Bible uses it interchangeably. But try, test you on your faith. He has to ask permission from God. He did that here. He did that in the book of uh, 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 New Testament when he was trying Peter. He was testing Peter. He asked him, he said, Peter, Peter, Satan has asked permission for me to save you. But when you have come out and your faith has got stronger, strengthen your children, your, your, your brothers. So if it's, if, it's, if, it's a, if it's a test, a trial on faith, he wants permission. And there will be a limit that God will allow him to go. But if your suffering is out of your selfish interest, you are following your own self. Yeah? You are following your own desire. That is, you are yielded to temptation from the enemy. That's a different thing. Then the enemy has control. But even that, even that, if you realize it, and you go before the Lord God of Israel, and you kneel down and repent, he will take you out of it. And he will turn it around. Hallelujah. Look at King David. When the greatest sin that he committed, adultery and murder, one, two of the greatest sins, when he committed and, and Prophet Nathan came and, 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 and told him and he realized it, he repented, fast, fasted, thought the, the, the child will live because they know he will live. But God gave him another person, Solomon, the wise king. Sometimes, if you yield to temptation, you may go through the difficulties. You may go through the punishment. Yes, sometimes. King David went through the punishment. What God told him is that the sword will not depart from your house. And you remember his son, Absalom, chased him out of the palace. God said, I have forgiven you. But you have to go through the emotions. Sometimes, if we yield to temptation, we will go through all the... Now, if you steal something, and the police catches you, you think, I mean, something big, and you pray to God, God will forgive you, but you will go to prison. What might happen is that maybe uh, uh, parole will come early. 
That, that could happen. Yes, because you are praying to God. Or you find favor with them or something. Or you, or you be educated in there and when you come out stronger, you come and take a better job, something will happen because you are, you are praying to God. But you go through the emotions when you yield to temptation. But when it's a test, a trial, God knows you can bear it. Satan has asked and God has given him a limit that he can go through. So hold on. Be patient. The second lesson we learn here, God sees far than we can see. God knows what we are going through. So don't say that God doesn't know what you are going through. Job thought, that was the Job uh, uh, principal problem. He thought that God did not care. Uh, God was not seeing what was, he was going through. But God cares. God is aware of what we are going through. In a moment, he will come. If he doesn't come, note that he will give you the grace to go through. And note also that that is not your hope. Your hope is not in the thing to go. Your hope is what? In Christ's return. Hallelujah. And the third thing we learn here is we should not bring resentment into our sufferings and certainly we should not listen to unnecessary interference. <laughs> we should not bring resentment. Because you are going through that, you, you, you resent everybody in the church. You resent even God because you are going through it and you think that nobody cares. Do you know what somebody is going through? I told you my story, I said, when I asked pastor to pray for me, he was going through worse. He, he, he was already sacked. <laughs> I, 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 for me, actually, the business was still there, isn't it? Something was coming, but he was sacked. So don't think that you are the only person going through. That's what the Bible says, that your brother somewhere is going through similar thing. So stand firm. And if you are within the people who have a spirit of suspicion, leave them. People who have a spirit of suspicion. I suspect that Brother Jay have done, has done this. That's why he's going through. I suspect that Deacon Shegu has done this. That's what he's going through. Leave those people. If you bring your story for, them, for us to pray together, we leaders should keep it secret. Confidential. We shouldn't preach about those things. We leaders should, 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 should uphold the people. And if not the leaders, then uh, uh, maybe you have another friend in there, here in there, because people have you know groups anyway, everywhere you go, it's, it's allowed. There's nothing wrong with it. The one you trust, you have told them, just pray with the people. Don't bring it out. That is a gossip. So if you are with the people like that, they have a spirit of suspicion. Leave them. Leave them completely. Remember, James says, don't grumble among yourselves. Be together. But don't grumble among yourselves. Hallelujah. Now, so this is a lesson. So I will take the next five, ten minutes to run up completely what we shared from last week and up to this time. So the funnel, or what I'll say is, uh, conclusion is, so far as you have, ye, you, you are, so, so far as you have your eyes fixed patiently on the Lord. See, remember the word is what? Patiently endure. So far as you have fixed your eyes patiently on the Lord, you can endure. It's only when you uh, fix your eyes on the problems that you'll be shaky. If you fix your eyes on the Lord, your deliverance has started. Amen. Your miracle has started. Don't lose your faith, please. If you fix your eyes on the problem, you'll be impatient. You'll be disgruntled. You'll lose your faith. 
don't. So fix your eyes on the Lord. Then number two, conclude in um, concluding said. Job said, chapter, uh, chapter 42, verse 5, said, I've heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. I'm telling you, until, no less, you go through difficulties and the Lord takes you out, you go through and the Lord and you are hiding, you cannot say this. You cannot say this. It's difficult. You cannot say it. That's the truth. Many of us Christians in the room have heard the Lord by the hearing of the ears. Because we come, and the, and the Bible is, uh, the, the word of God comes, we hear. We hear, we sing song and this. But when we go through difficulties, we are running away quickly to find a solution somewhere. We are going to that papa, that prophet. That prophet who comes and said, I, I prophesy that your mother is a mom. Oh, <laughs> your mother is a woman. And I prophesy that your father is a man. <laughs> you are running quickly to these people because you have heard the Lord by the hearing of the ears. Your, your eyes have not seen him. And you know, stand firm for God to take you out. And you can say that my eyes have seen you. The eyes of understanding, when you talk about the eyes, the eyes of understanding has seen God. Then you can boast that it doesn't matter. He slay me, Job said, he slay me, yes. Hallelujah. Stand firm and deal. Now, I would like to read this psalm which is very beautiful and I like it. And I, I, I know my sister Christy love it as well. Psalm 27. But I won't read all. I'll read it 13 and 14. Christy can recite it just like that. Psalm 27, 13 and 14. This is the same person, King David, that we are talking about. He has gone through difficulties and difficulties and stand, and then the Lord delivers him. And now, 27, he says something. Verse 13 and 14. He is advising us because he has seen it all. He said, I would have lost heart unless I have believed that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Then he said, wait, my brothers and sisters, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and it shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Wait. He has gone through all. Now, if you wait patiently for God to deliver you, he blesses you better. We have just we said the latter days of Job was better than I think I, uh, last week I, I shared I share my story that uh, the man came, he said he wanted 33000 for the roof and then this thing, then this thing, and he also also going to increase the uh, uh, rent. I was already paying 25000 he was going to increase the rent also to I think 30 or something like that. I said, what? How much do I get all year that I'm going to go through this? Then I... I said, you can take your property. I'll take the business somewhere and I'll wait on the Lord. It was difficult. All, all this, it was a very difficult situation. Something that I put money in, I thought it was going to be my retirement or something like that. It was very, very difficult. And I left. And I came to apply for uh, this job. And you know what? I lost money, a lot of money, but it's not everything. But I gained so many things. So many things. But Eric and those who used to come Friday, who, who, every Friday when I come and I sit here, I'm dozing of 
coming to pray Friday. I'm already tired. You know, I used to leave the house 6.30 to get to Fulham 7.30. If I leave 6.40, I'll be late. Traffic. Just five minutes, it makes a difference. So I used to leave the house 6.30 to get to Fulham. And we finished 7.30. And what time I come home? Coming home in the evening was a little bit quicker. But it's after 8. Before you eat, you will listen to the news. All I can see is dozing in the chair. I'm gone. Waiting for early morning. And it was a routine, a cycle. And when the morning was not coming, I was thinking, thinking, thinking. And one, 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 one point in time when I was reading about all this, like if you're aging and you don't have enough sleep and you don't think, you may have sickness. And I was worried. I said, oh my God, what is going to happen? <laughs> but now it's all gone. I am free. Freedom work. Freedom work. <laughs> Even recently when the Koro came, they got almost one year, all the time sitting at home, but they will pay me. <laughs> they will pay me. That's the same They will pay me. I'm doing work. Whether, whether the work comes or not, they will pay me. Not when I was in Fulham. Every minute I'm watching for a new customer who is coming in. Not. No more. Tiredness is gone. Anger is gone. Sleepless at night is gone. And the, even the best part is, recently they sent me my pension statement. <laughs> Not the state one. I mean the employer's one or the employee's one. The civil service. You know civil service you know, is... Government uh, establishment yeah, is good. I look at it and say, oh, this, so this is what I will add to my state pension. Then I'll be okay. When I was on the Fulham, it was not there. It was not there. But God was saying, listen, my son, you are getting to pension age. I'm going to give you pension. Get out of Fulham and then go somewhere and then let me give you pension. And I was struggling with God. If you wait on him, God bless you more than before. Remember this. This word is not our own. That's the most important thing. There are some of the problems that you will never get answered completely. I mean, the way you want it. Endure and fix your eyes on God. There are some of them, like Job 1, which God will come and bless you more. Don't worry. Fix your eyes on God because this world is not our home. If you put your what do you call, hope in these things, in this world, I said last week that you need a decent house. You need a decent uh, uh, food, clothing, good health to survive. Decent. I'm not saying poor one. Decent. But if you put all your hope in your big, big, big house, you are big, big career. You are big, big, big everything. It's a recipe for disaster. That's where all this thing come in there, and then you are in problem. Look unto the God. Now, for us to able to wait or endure, we need to pray and read the word of God. You need to pray constantly and read the word of God. Let the word of God enfold you. Let the gathering of the people and build you up. Sing songs of praises and worship. Remind yourself of what God has done before. Count your blessings and name them one by one. Be with like-minded people, not people with suspicion. Sometimes you'll be criticized, sometimes you'll be praised. It's all good. Take criticism in good faith, especially if they come with love. If they are praising you all the time, be careful. <laughs> take criticism with good faith and the people of God if we are criticized we must also criticize with love we have to give, we have to give reason and, and, and improvement that we think will come not just criticizing oh that reminds me of a, a certain man and the wife they went somewhere this man has been abusing the wife all the time he talks the wife is shaking everything like that so they went somewhere and the people were describing their husband. Wives were describing their husband. 
And they say, oh, you, how would you describe your husband? They say, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, I, J, K. The man say, what is that? They say, oh, you don't know. Ace, you are adorable. Oh, you are amazing. B is best. You are the best. C, you are caring. Beautiful, D. He's gone, excellent, faithful, courageous. H is a harness. The man said, ah, I'm all this. So the man pop up, ah, my wife is, hey, praising me, I'm all this. I'm all this. Then the man said, okay, so what is the IJK then? The woman said, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You are not. <laughs> my brothers, my sisters, impatience can rob you of your blessings. Moses was impatient and he couldn't go to the promised land after doing all of them. Abraham, impatience led to the birth of Ishmael. That's why we are, you know, you know, we are, I would say of the rest, you are suffering with them now. You see? <laughs> the enemy of the Jews. He gave birth to the enemy of the Jews because of Abraham's impatience. The wife nudged him, do it, do it, do it. And Abraham became impatient and did it. That's why he gave birth to the enemy of the Jews. Peter's impatience almost made him a murderer. <laughs> impatience can rob you of a blessing. But I pray that somebody will be liberated today. You have already liberated. Stay put and wait for the coming of the Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.